Hey guys, what's happening? This podcast episode is brought to you by our sponsor. Are you ready? You're going to find them on Instagram at Glitter Karaoke Houston. Glitter Karaoke Houston. It's in Midtown. It's the perfect place for you to go and have your midweek unwind with a drink or three. It's one of the hottest little spots for karaoke and their food menu. Their kitchen is yummers, like num, 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 num. Their dumplings, their chicken. Oh God, what the hell did I have there? The chicken, not chicken wings, the chicken poppers. I don't know. All I know is the food is amazing. They're there for you Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wednesdays, which is today, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. And on Sundays, they're there for you 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. You know what? They have industry night. That means the people that work in the industry, that work their asses off in the kitchen, in the bars, in the restaurant, Monday is your night. Tuesday, taco night. Wednesday, steak night. Thursday is chef pop-ups. That means local chefs here in the Houston area get to come and do their thing and share their little menu with all their yummy stuff, right? And then Friday and Saturday, of course, is karaoke. Sundays is always live music and a DJ. So you got to pop in. They're at 2621 Milan. Milam, M-I-L-A-M, Milam Street, Houston, Texas, and that's in Midtown. Take care, guys. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Much better. I think we're on now. Yay. I think we are. Let's take two. (laughs) Well, welcome. Hey, Tamira, thanks for joining us on our remote uh, podcast. We're in Houston and you are in Colorado. What part of Colorado are you in? Colorado Springs. Yay. Well, welcome. Yay. Well, anybody who's listening, this is um, our podcast, Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me. That's the same title of a book that I have on Amazon and uh, a tattoo that I have. So it all started with a, a, a... a fuck it moment to just improve my life and change and make some really tough decisions and move forward. And that's what middle finger happiness is about. It's the comeback story. It's the struggle and the overcoming of something. And, um, we have a new guest. We have Tamira. Is it Jubber or Juber? Jubber. Yes. Jubber. Like, like rubber with a J. Yep. Yep. Easy to remember. It's reason to remember. So I'm going to kind of let Leo run with this. I know we had a chat yesterday on the phone um, prior to today's, you know, interview. But uh, Leo and you got, you and Leo met a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, oh, my gosh, she has an incredible story. She would be great for the podcast. Let's get her on. So (laughs) I'm trying to let, you know, let us run with this. Tell us who you are and and what you do. Absolutely. Um, I... I live in Colorado Springs with my small family. Um, I'm actually originally from Zimbabwe. I was born to a mixed couple um, back in 87. And we, my parents ran a printing company and Zimbabwe was um, under the longest running dictatorship under Robert Mugabe. And back then he basically put out a, a warning saying that anyone that was going to work with the opposition was going to be subject to death and my parents had been printing flyers for the opposition and 
dumping them in the streets at night and one of our employees had joined the militia and reported my family. So very quickly, we fled the country um, and moved to the States because we happened to have 10 year visas to the States and had been here before. We came over here when I was um, 16 years old and I uh, pretty much lived in a couple states and worked my ass off to get a very successful job in global marketing and technology and travel around the to, world. To stop, to stop you there, Tamara. Yeah. That that in itself, there. I, I know that uh, when when we met um, at um, at one of our sponsorship uh, establishments was in itself an amazing story because i mean because ju- ju- just just meeting you and your sister that night uh was kind of funny and, and, and it, was, it was amazing because i know i walked i walked into the establishment that night and i think it was your sister and you yes. were already there and i walked in there and i was gonna hang out very long and i stood at the other side of the bar and uh, i saw these two young ladies and one of them was wearing a uh, a tiara, if I'm not mistaken, and yep. a uh, and a crown. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, what, I'm thinking, what pageant did, did this young lady just leave? And I asked the question, "What are you guys doing here?" And you said, "Well, I'm a UFC fighter." And I'm like, you know what? This would be an amazing podcast. And you said, "I'm joking." I said, "Well, maybe she has an amazing back swing leg kick or something." And I think that's when the conversation started. That's when the conversation started. And uh, you said that uh, that was the night that you were found to be cancer free, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes and I, I think I think I think that's the story I, I really wanted to hit up on, yes. because I think you have a couple really, really interesting stories. One of them is that you beat cancer at a very young age. And the other one is your escape from Zimbabwe. But I think we're going to leave that yeah. one for another time because I think that's a whole nother amazing story. But it I think is. your cancer I... thing is, is is even not more amazing, but I think it's, it's something I, I, I was very, you and your sister were like glowing that night. Thank uh, you. It was, it was an amazing night. Thank you. Yes. So we were in Houston. Um, because that is where I seek um, my medical treatment at MD Anderson, the top cancer center in the world, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I fly out of my way to go to Houston. And yes, five years ago, I was diagnosed with stage three metastatic breast cancer that had already spread to my lymph nodes. Um, I actually found out, unfortunately, through a partner in a new relationship who had said to me, um, wow, you didn't mention you had implants. And I'm like, I don't. And that's when I kind of figured out, wow, my entire breast is basically a tumor. And I, I, I am not in the business of touching boobs. So I guess I just really had no idea. And wow. um, that is how I found out it was, it, it was alarming. Um, I went through a lot of treatment. I did everything and more. I went through every complication you could imagine, um, but came out victorious on the other side, um, even looking better and feeling healthier than I was before. Well, I have to interject on a good question because somebody who's listening, we've had other cancer survivors and heart transplants and liver transplant interviews. So share with the audience, 
when you found out, when you got diagnosed, what was your first reaction? And then how did you push through? So what was the reaction? Yeah. And then how did you push through? Because that's the, that's where people get stuck. Like, okay, right. I have the, have the news, but then how do you go forward? I have to say I found the cancer journey to be very, very sudden. Before, I, I found myself having to make very life-changing decisions very quickly with very little information so the actual realization of wow this is actually happening to you and you do have cancer and it's very serious didn't happen until probably two or three months into my diagnosis I think I was just kind of caught up in the it'll be fine and you know maybe try some treatment for my hair and it'll grow back and uh, and it wasn't until I had a moment with one of my friends a come to Jesus moment and I said you know everyone around me is really kind of freaking out and I really don't think it's a big deal and he said to me no honey like this is a very big deal you can definitely die this is very serious and mm -hmm. I'll never forget that conversation I kind of changed my mindset of like okay you aren't actually Wonder Woman it's not this is very serious because I still did some stupid things through treatment. I would go out drinking and then I'd get sick or I was told not to travel and I decided to go to some random place in Mexico for eight days. Or oh, wow. Yes, many things happen where it's like, wow, I put myself in the emergency room when I did not need to go through that. But it, it, whether you like it or not, you have to take action and you have a medical team pushing you to take action. And then you just find yourself adapting. You just, you don't think you can do it. When my hair was falling out in clumps, I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm single. I like, I literally thought I looked like a penis head, like an ugly thumb. It was <laughs> disgusting. Oh. <laughs> and my sister used to call me cancer fish because I'd spend an hour putting on my face and eyelashes and beautiful human hair wigs and she'd be like it's it's not even fair what you're doing to people out there like if they only knew what was underneath all of that like you look like you look amazing um but i felt like okay if i feel better i will if or if I you look, look better you'll feel better yeah i used help. to volunteer I with them the look good feel yeah, good program i didn't think that yeah. i'd find a partner i never thought i'd get married i never Mm. thought any of that would happen and now it's been five years and I'm I'm extremely healthy and even though I go to these visits expecting some bad news my doctors were like wow you are like emanating and radiating happiness and um, yeah it just here I am five years later supporting people that women and peers that have just found out and I'm trying to tell them there is going to be a better side. You will wake up tomorrow and realize, wow, I actually made it through that. It's not the end. It's not, you know. How how is your family affected in all this? I mean, because I'm, I'm, I mean, you kind of mentioned that you were kind of in shock for the first few months, not yeah. really acknowledging what was going on. But I'm, I'm thinking. Your sister, your 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 close family. I mean, what 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 was their reaction to this? I mean, this this is something uh, that could be very life altering and life changing for everyone. Yeah, it it really was. I think um, 
Well, the first thing my family, my immediate family, mom, dad, sister, all flew out to San Francisco where I was living at the time to be with me. And um, I'd say there was varying points where the realization hit them and I saw them kind of break down and have a moment. Um, for For my mom, it was when she learned about me going into menopause and being infertile. And my mom right now currently is 57 and she just, um, she just went through menopause herself. But at the time, like, I think it was, she couldn't believe that a 29 year old daughter was gonna go through that. And it was the first time she could actually relate to something that I was gonna be feeling. And so she kind of broke down at that. and just wanted to take care of me in a way that I haven't noticed or felt since early childhood in a way that no one else could have but my mother she was very persistent about making sure I ate I really struggled keeping weight on and and things like that um my dad he oh I mean I don't want to get too emotional (laughs) but he visibly and in every second desperately wanted to take my place there was Mm. just nothing he didn't need to communicate it it just it was constant he was giving blood he was checking up on me continuously and anytime we talked he just could not forgive himself for watching his daughter go through cancer treatment when he doesn't have to go through it yeah, he was helpless. He was completely helpless. Yeah. And it actually kind of even changed my thoughts about parenthood, watching him go through that. I'm like, okay, that's not actually something I think people sign up for. And no, thank you. I'm just going to pass yeah. on that whole having to watch my kid go through something because I just don't think I can handle it. And watching my dad, it was just, I could not let something happen to myself. Oh my God. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I have children, and you know, when when they get sick or whether babies are growing up and they got a cold, especially with all the pandemic stuff going on now, you know, the first first fever, first cough, is, and, and you're on it. So I couldn't couldn't even fathom, yeah. you no know, way. having a, a parent watch their child go through what you went through. So that's why I'm kind of tapping on that. It's like, how do they deal with it? Because yeah, I mean, from your perspective. Yeah, you know, I think my I have to commend my parents um, because I just think they were such amazing support to me throughout the process. Um, one thing that I really was not expecting um, was that they immediately took their personal health to an extreme. They went and got all their checkups. They are extremely health conscious. I mean, no, no soda, no sugar. Everything is is raw everything they just see such an importance of checkups and getting your care done and it's something we talk about continuously as a family um we have real conversations about family planning and what's going to happen to us um my Mm -hmm. sister has a son who's five years old who's very special needs he has a very rare genetic disorder that he was born with um and he will probably be at home with us for the rest of his life. So in my family, mm. we just, 
we thrive on the importance of being together and kind of everything else just doesn't matter as much anymore i mean mm. buying homes and the money and flying everywhere it just right is there was there a history of breast cancer in your family it, that's another question because i've been i've asked that when i've met friends that have or should have survived breast cancer did it run in your family bizarrely um no it did not and i did mm. uh we did some quite aggressive checking on both sides because i'm really mixed my dad's from holland and my mom's half indian half african and everyone's been tested i did a lot of genetic testing i don't carry any of the genes another strange thing is my uh cancer is, is triple positive which means i cannot have any type of estrogen or hormones whatsoever it's the perfect environment for my cancer to thrive so and i didn't take birth control so it is it's it's odd that mm. somehow at 29 i generated so many hormones that i just became infested with this very aggressive type of breast cancer um i everyone um every female in my family has since taken mammograms or um had mris and no we don't have anything no mm. no so with stage 3 metastatic cancer were there any like symptoms did you have like things that you're like okay i'm not feeling good did you were there any signs of this to 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 when you found out you had it and you were already at stage 3 was there anything prior to that yeah there was actually only one sign that i recall and that was this uh constant kind of feeling of a knife stabbing into my breast and my armpit area and it would be quite aggressive after working out and so one one warning sign or warning moment that i had was i'd always work out with a trainer and i kept saying to and it was a male trainer and i kept saying to him you know every time we do these chest exercises my my chest muscle hurts afterwards for a long time and my boob cartilage aches and he was like wait what did you just say and i was like you know the cartilage in my breast it hurts and he's like what do you what cartilage your breast is just fat and i proceeded to be like okay excuse me man don't tell me what my female body <laughs> is made out of i think i know it's on my chest yeah no totally tumor there's no such thing as cartilage in breast tissue so i can't actually remember how long ago i had a, a firmness in my breast it just didn't it didn't register for me but the only sign i had was just this kind of stabbing aching pain that wasn't meant to be there um and a, so, a pretty so prominent golf, golf ball in my breast like it was very uh, yeah yes so the 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 doctors give you like a a a reason for or maybe something that happened in your life or was was this something that just manifested out of the blue for you unfortunately it was out of the blue there's absolutely nothing at all that i did that could have made it worse or better um i do have a lean body type i've always been physically active Um, my sister and I are very different. She's 
just beautiful pear avocado curves everywhere and I'm like is it a boy girl what's going on there <laughs> like um very she's a UFC fighter <laughs> long nails everything yeah um but yeah it just this there's nothing and I I search for it I know it's out there one day we might find out um but mm. I just say that it's my struggle one of the things about cancer especially with women is that it feels very shameful even though I haven't done anything to bring it on I'm kind of losing all of my femininity it's it's kind of like a punishment just for what for having breasts I didn't smoke cigarettes I didn't chew tobacco um I wish there was something I could blame it on. I didn't take birth control every day. So there's nothing. I didn't eat soybeans three meals a day every day. I wasn't even born. You know, it's yet. funny that I wasn't even you weren't even born yet. that. It, we, right. I was doing some research. Um, actually, here in Houston, there's pockets here in Houston, Texas, of high um, cancer rates. Uh, here in Houston, then there's a word for it. I forgot the name of it. My husband was telling me about it. And uh, depending on the water, depending on, on, you know, the refineries, because this is an industrial city, of course, it's also, you know, technology. And then we have NASA, it's oil and yeah. gas. So there's a lot. Houston's huge. So they never asked you back, like, where did you live? Where did you drink water? Did they look at that? They actually did. And um, yes, actually, I'm so glad you said that because there was a red flag. Um, Me living in the Bay Area for eight years at that time. uh, For some reason, San Francisco Bay Area has the highest rate of breast cancer specifically in younger patients um they were attributing it to the lifestyle supposed like drinking party kind of lifestyle um i think it might have been because i live right below a huge massive radio tower um I'm not sure, but I do know that there's there's an alarming amount of um, like in my group there's seven we have 700 members in San Francisco that are under the age of 45 with breast cancer, which wow. is a mm. lot, a lot. I'm yet to meet one one person in the whole of Colorado. I've been here for two years now that is under 45 with breast cancer i still have not made a peer here so i don't know what what might that mean i also traveled around a lot ate a lot of sushi i don't i really you just don't I know wish, i mean it you would mean, make it's it just... so much easier if there was a way but you have to think about the babies that are born with brain tumors and there's, there's so much mm. fault mm-hmm. and there's so there's just nothing that we can't even live our lives like that. I mean, I know the woman who who never had sugar, never had dairy, always protected herself in the sun and died of colon cancer. And it's like, how, how, how? So Tamara, you, you have a, a, a pretty, pretty solid platform here. Are you, are you planning to do anything with it? I mean, because it, it sounds like you went through a lot in a very short period and it's something that maybe could help 
other people going through the same thing that you went through or still going through because you're still dealing with it. Right, right. Um, I have, it's a long thought of mine. What am I going to do now with my life? What, how can I make an impact to other people? And one thing that I really feel like I could make a difference in is to not have so many women out there be feeling kind of as stupid as I was. Like, if, if it's getting together with girlfriends in a restroom and you whip your tits out and touch them um, let's do that because had I done that one time I could have had a simple lumpectomy and not I would not be um, I would not be sitting here knowing I'll never live past 50 I know with what I have and how long I have I've taken the steps I have to, to protect myself um, I think checking is key. Women don't get to have mammograms until 45 unless you know that someone in your family that's died from breast cancer, your doctor's never going to recommend it. So unless someone feels it and tells you, you won't know. And unless you know what you're looking for, and I just think about all the times I showered and I just never felt it. And I argued with my trainer about cartilage in a breast. It's bizarre. It's so crazy, it's funny, but it's not because <laughs> it's on my chest. So if I need to go to schools, if I need to go to colleges, if I need to make a prosthetic breast and go around with that, um, that's kind of where my headset is right now. Just I think that's the question like Leo's asking, like, what's next? You know, what are your, are your plans to, to do with this journey? Um, and, and to not only help others, but it helps yourself because now it's like, okay, I have this, I have this purpose. I have this, this passion. I have this outcome. What do I do? Well, next? yeah, I, yes. and I think, I think, you, I think you have a great personality too, because you. you, you can be very influential to the younger side, as opposed to just dealing with somebody that's 45 or over. You can say, look, this is real. This happened to me. This can happen to you. I was 29. Right. I didn't expect this. I mean, I wanted to fly to Mexico and, you know, Cabo, wherever you were going and have a good time. But yet you were experiencing this and yet didn't realize it or didn't want to realize it at the time and just kept going. And, you know, then you ended up where you're at now, which is great. Uh, but where do you go from here? Because I think that's an important point for you. And I think you can bring a shed a lot of light to a lot of people that maybe were there or are maybe there now. Right. And like I said, with your personality, your outgoingness and everything else, I mean, that's the only reason I talked to you because you guys were outgoing that night. Otherwise I would have gotten my tacos and left. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, we would definitely. I would have said, this girl's crazy. She's, she's in the tiara. She's, a, she's in a, she's in a, uh, a princess crown telling me she's a UFC fighter. I'm out of here, you know? But, uh, I'll take, I'm going to take my tacos oh and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I was quite aggressive too that night. It was a fun night. Yes. <laughs> it was a fun a night. Yes. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, support and outreach with peers in my demographic, which is great. I feel like that's giving back. But 
um, my focus is on awareness and I would love some way to get out there and put out a message. For instance, um, it would be amazing if just one time perhaps in high school um, we were taught how to check ourselves because that doesn't happen. It happened in, in, in Zimbabwe. We were taught, I went to a convent, an all-girls convent, but not here. Now, I've had some conversations with parents, including my sister, and there is some pushback about, hey, our kids are so stressed as it is, you want to come in and now frighten them about they're going to die from cancer right after finishing school, like... How are you going to deliver that message? Or maybe they might be too young. You're going to, no, I think you, you know what? The younger at that age, you need to know, like my, I have a third, I have a 30 year old and I have a 12 year old. He's going to be 13. And I tell you what, the 13 year old knows a shit ton more about life at 13 than the first one, because I'm a better mom. And we're, we're more about facts. It's not about scaring our kids. It's about giving them communication information knowledge they can make some decisions because these are real things this is the this is the world we live in i think if you were to package it nicely and present it in your authentic way it would definitely be well received and then um yeah it's not gonna scare anybody you don't come across as scary that's my whole point thank you Thank you. I, I mean, and I, th- yeah. I, th- I think that's a big point because you know a, an older person that's been through the, through the through the, you know the the swirls of life, might be maybe more bitten be beaten down, maybe a little more bitter, and and yet you've gone through this, but you still have this glow, this life, this this. There's still a sense of of positivity going forward, and I think you can bring that across just through your personality and your experiences at such a young age. That's my whole point oh, in this. Okay. That's so uplifting yeah. to hear. I'm actually going to really try and pursue that because, and even, you know what? It could even be as simple as figuring out a way to market maybe just to parents. And this, I never had a moment That's with it. my mom, and I wish I did. We had moments about our periods. We had discussions about sex but we never talked about breast cancer ever Mm -hmm. and I am on my stepdaughter she's 16 to the point where she's uncomfortable I'm like I just just if there's a little hair on it or it looks a little funny just show it to me just let me see she's like leave me alone no like I don't want Ah. you to not be me and think that this bone protruding from your head is normal it's not (laughs) No. Right. And I think at the end of the day, people want heroes. You know, they want a community. A community is not just a place where you get stuff. It's a place about what you give. You know, it's what you what you pass out because of your experience. And someone who people want someone who has all the answers. Right. Of course, they no nobody has all the answers, but you definitely have um, you, you know, I even think of it in a funny way. Like you could say, Hey man, I'm gonna give you the cliff notes, I'm gonna give you the shortcut. On yes. what to look for, for ba- and call it, you know, the yes. bad boob. It's ba- these are these are bad boobs. These are good boobs, and this is, <laughs> you know, you almost have to put a little. That's right. what comedians do. They we make. Not that I'm a comedian, but if if you can put a little spin of of laughter on a dark place, Absolutely. if you can put a little, you know, people are more like, oh my god, let me totally. hear about it. Yeah, you're right. Totally. You know, 
I mean, this is this is the other thing that this was my selling point to Sharon. I'm like, she has a she has a great accent, great voice. She would sound great on the radio. I mean, even even if it was a recorded session that you can promote, or maybe a cool video. I mean, I mean, you're 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 a very pretty girl. So yeah. even a, a short YouTube video, uh, you know, what to look for, yeah. things of that nature. I think would would come yeah. across great and immensely, you know, for the next generation right. or, or the next group that's maybe going through this. I'm gonna do yes. it. Oh, your Instagram girl. I know. You gotta do it. I oh. was gonna say this. This this happened. I hate when people say, "Well, everything happens for a reason." I'm, I'm, I kind of believe that, and I kind of don't, because it's a catch twenty two. But now where we're at, you know, because we I've had my struggles to get where I'm at. So maybe it did happen for a reason. But it's like, what right. are we going to do with right. that reason? You know. And I really think you have the the answers to someone's quiet question. And you don't realize it. Um, I know what we think, what we went through. Nobody wants to hear about it, but we people want to. It's the story of the struggle that we can inspire someone and go, oh, you know, this is not normal. I thought this was normal. You know, um, I, I have a chapter in one of my books. My normal's not your normal, and it's because I thought this is the way things are supposed to be. When no. I realized, no, it's not supposed to be this right. way. So, um, you do have do. a website. I'm looking at your website. It's called me and her to the number two.com. Um, how did you come up? With I came up with that through, uh, my cancer. So I'm triple positive, which is uh, progesterone and estrogen positive. Um, and then the third aspect that defines breast cancer is called her too. I don't know where they came up with that name from, but it's a very aggressive type of cancer cell, a mutation, and whether or not you're positive mm. for it uh, determines what type of chemo and treatment you have. So it wouldn't stick out to you unless you actually had breast cancer or knew someone who did, because um, it's me and, and then capital letters, her too. So me and my cancer basically is you, what you, you know would be a, you know would be a great shirt i, I think we uh, i don't want to go off on a tangent here but I, I think you said your parents own a print shop yes they do yes well this is the deal anywhere you go print yourself a shirt says i was third positive and then let people ask you what does that mean? They're going, what does that mean? And you let them know in your 30-second commercial. That's it. You're going to have to have your little 30-second 30 30 commercial. 30-second snippet, that's man. That's it. it. You know what? That's, yeah. That is not yeah. a bad idea. I actually do have a few slogans that I was thinking about um, for making some marketing material. Like, for instance, um, save her life. Check your wife. That's it. Yes. Uh, uh, out yeah. there. Oh gosh. Right. No, but but it's, it's catchy. Funny. Yeah. Houston, it's catchy. Here in Houston, we have the largest in the world um 5K walk yes. for Susan G. Komen. And I used to I used to volunteer for them and I was actually a speaker. I would go to different corporate um companies and hand out brochures and talk about it. And it's the largest, I think there's like 30,000 people that do the walk slash run. And when I, when I went to the last one, it was pre COVID. It's unbelievable. The amount of people that go to support and, you know, Houston's a huge, um, medical center. We are the largest medical center here in the world. Yeah, people come from all over yeah. the world for treatment, you know, treatment here. 
So what? So before we wrap this up, what's next for you, and how can people so reach you? So next is um, I need to get my butt together and start making some videos and putting my face out there. Um, I'm available to be reached via my contact information on the website, which has my number and my email address. Um, again, just me and her two with the number two dot com. And um, I'm going to be in touch with Leo and I kind of will be asking him to hold me accountable for a few things um, that I would like to have done by the next time I come out to Houston for my next checkup in September. So hopefully by then. Okay. We'll, we'll go back to the uh, to the coffee shop. I'm not going to name the name because, but that was that was a, that was a good little gathering there with you and your sister. That was fun. Absolutely, that is the spot. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being our guest today. And you know, again, I'm going to put all the contact information. I'll put your um, uh, website, and I won't put your phone number because it's in Perfect. there. It's thank within you. the website and. I really, you know, just to throw out some adjectives that describe women who motivate, you know, fearless, driven, gutsy, pioneering, uh, generous, resilient, uh, smart, inspiring, uh, brilliant, uh, thoughtful, courageous. I'm just thinking because I write for a living. Compassionate, you know, spirit, joy, brave. And, and, um, and I was third positive. I still like that slogan. I yes. was third positive. <laughs> and I was third positive. Absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's a question mark. Like, makes exactly. You go, what, what is that? I, I, I like third positive. it out in pink, pink logos. Oh, I don't exactly. To AZ. I do support the movement, but positive and red and i'll make i'll, I'll figure I like out. it oh yes i think you're onto something amazing you're definitely on to something amazing and it's just gonna get it's just gonna get better and bigger and braver and you're gonna help a lot of people i don't think I you really realize hope that. so and you're extremely inspiring and motivational to me so i i'm just so thrilled oh, to have thank had you. this time with you made this connection and it's definitely i can see how your podcast is changing people out there it's definitely given me a kick well, well thank you i give me a little a little quick a little yes. a little smart kick little, we all need that we, we all, all need, need that, that boost what's yeah. happening what's going on <laughs> the little boost yes it, yes well thank you so much for being here um if you guys have any questions to reach tamira it's her website again one more time it's me and her two.com and it's the number two and then if you have any questions for us it's middlefingerhappiness at gmail.com and this was leo tamira and sharon thank you guys so much for listening today take Take care. care peace out thank you bye bye Hi, quick uh, reminder, be sure to go to my website, Sharon Lee Zapata, and click on the link that says Free Fantastic. There is a printable. It's an awesome printable. I actually have it on my bathroom mirror. It's free. You don't even have to give me your email. I mean, you just click it on and print it. It's 22 things that we can control because let's face it, we cannot control everything. 
Only crazy uh, psychopathic narcissists want to control everything. <laughs> but it's a great motivator. It's a great, I mean, I love it. I look at it every morning and it helps me to, you know what, get my day going. And it's a free gift from me to you. And I just thought I'd leave this message and remind you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs>